If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Sending out good vibes. to kind of conquer your fear of stage fright because that is still people's number one fear is talking in front of a crowd and not only how to conquer that but how to also be interesting while doing so to be someone that is memorable how to have charisma okay guys welcome back to the Grand america show we are going to be chatting with benny wizardy wills a little bit later down in idaho down in the panhandle idaho graham has a little bit of trouble understanding what the panhandle is but i think it all clicks in in this episode it all clicks in a lifetime of confusion all clears up uh and of course benny you know we've had him on i think all of our platforms we had him on both programs outlawed and this one a couple of times and uh you know he's just great benny's great and hopefully we'll get to meet up and hang out with him soon. I always just miss him. I've driven past his place, or not right past it, but I don't know exactly where he is, but I got a rough idea it is, and we go by there all the time. So it's just well, a matter of time. Well, last time we had COVID, or one of the times we had COVID, we were going to meet up with him, and you're like, I don't think we should. <laughs> and the other time rushing, I had a hangover. home, like. <laughs> the other time I had drank, gotten into the snake wine on oh. the last night of the Scablands trip. And then I was like driving home the next day and it wasn't like just a headache. Yeah. I yeah, had a headache and it was just like, headache. just enough, enough that I was just like, and not only that, it's like seven hour drive after his place. So it's not like, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're barely, you're just really getting going. You're just yeah. kind of getting into the groove and settling into your drive. And then, yeah, you know, but one day, one day. So what are you been up to? Just working, you know? Just got working. It. I'm fucking reading an awesome book right now called Arcane Schools by John Yarker. You finally got into that one, eh? There's a I bunch finally of waiting got into it. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a long one, though. It's about four or 500 pages. I'm about 130 in or something right now. It's, it's, I got a good start on it. It's pretty fantastic. It's almost like a, a secret teachings of all ages, but almost a more Masonic angle to it. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Nice. Yeah, I took it. Talks a lot about initiation and Pythagoras' school and all that. It's pretty cool. You'd think after reading all this fantastic literature, you'd be a a better pronunciator. Pronouncer. No, you're pretty smart. Oh, I I got pronunciation. You just say some words that make you sound like you're not smart. But I know you long enough to know you are smart. It was just like like if someone met you on the street and you're like, so I was over at the NASA and I had a nuclear (laughs) bomb. (laughs) I'm not the only one. I was watching that climate discussion nexus and uh, he says the same way as me. I'm like, yes, it's not When you were trying to defend nuclear for a couple episodes. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm not saying nuclear. I'm saying nuclear. (laughs) <laughs> it just made it worse. Yeah, you, you it like just made it worse. Holes. You really do. I took a sabbatical from uh, editing from the audiobook stuff with the contact at the cabin stuff, Montana coming up, and we were down in Utah. 
But uh, I did just get, there was a couple that were hung up that I, that I redid. So there's like that third book of occult philosophy and magic that should come out this week. One of those ancient once one of those ancient Egypt light of the world sub books has been hung out for months. Oh wow! So I just like canceled it and redid it to see if that would fix it. Oh, but I'd also got out. Of course, we got out the the sequel to history of the supernatural in all ages and countries. Volume two, two out already on that. It's submitted so i oh, expect okay, okay. it to it's come out, out of yeah next well that's week another i mean honestly there's a lot of good books we're, we're really hitting uh, a lot of good books here and the that's unofficial a, secret one. teaching of all ages volume two well that uh, one too oh my god yeah lectures god. on yeah, ancient that's... philosophy is submitted so i expect that to come out this week if not this week next week for sure that's another manly p hall gem Jism. So, yeah, all that fun stuff. We were mentioning the contact at the cafe. If you guys do want to get on a trip, Montana is sold out, unfortunately. And there's a couple of people knocking on the door if anyone does cancel out. So, you probably just forget about that one. But there's a couple Scabland trips coming up in the fall. Um, with Randall Carlson. With Randall Carlson, the Snake Bros, Ben from Uncharted X. Head over to contact at thecabin.com. Check out Scablad's event. And, of course, there's a 420 bash down in Utah next year. There's a Canadian event coming up next year. Contact at the chalet with the hot springs and such. Uh, contact, Magic on the mountain. Contact at the canyon. Magic on the mountain. It looks like we might talk to our buddy Greg about that. So people from our community should probably get tickets sooner or later. Uh, because Greg, Greg, the, the, Greg the Carlwood that sabotaged our last Magic on the mountain. Did he sabotage it? And got our, got got our guests so high. high that they could hardly talk? That well, one? I mean, they're adults. People, yeah, but you don't expect like that, that high-powered, like, San Diego weed coming powered out here. Cali I mean, like, pow, 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 pow. So who knows? Looks like we might collaborate with our buddy on that, though. More to come. Stay tuned. Contact at thecabin.com. Check out all those events, tours. Join the chats. Go America.ca slash chats. I'm just picturing all the guests doing their first, their first talk in front of everybody, and, and they're like... I, who, I can't remember which one of them broke the ice and just said, I'm fucking so high. Brandon, that was Powell. <laughs> I think it was Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> and then that kind of gave everyone else the license to just admit that, wow, yeah, it was it was insane. It was fun. Yeah. It was a good time. So what do you got for us, well, Graham? Well, I got a, I got a, a long way You've been working so hard. You must have some fantastic stuff for I got us. a long-awaited synchronicity and a project operation. So you choose which one you want to hear first. I choose. Wow. What if I wanted neither? Well, then we'll just end it right here. It's the profound quote of the week. You fuck. I don't have a quote. I told you that. I guess it. It's the profound quote of the week. It's funny to just watch you. It's funny to watch you try and <laughs> to try and figure out like which jingle is this, and then watch you slowly start to panic. <laughs> uh, it's like that was good. You got me. What's that noise? That looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified too. Dish fire. Prism. Sentry eagle. Sigma. Mannerkin, Artichoke, MK Ultra. Operation Project. Project Operation. 
This is have you have you ever heard of the Jenner operation? No. This is this is it. This is the one. It's from Euro Weekly. I've tried to corroborate this. I, I'm having a hard time corroborating it. There's a bunch of uh, misinformation from mainstream uh, papers over this, but I did hear our friend T. Lav, uh, Last American Vagabond, on Rockfin talking about it. So that that, that was interesting. Right after I read this project operation, he's I saw his Rockfin come up, and he was talking about the same thing. So, so what you got? The what original you got? story is the Jenner operation has uncovered at least 2,200 famous people with false COVID-19 vaccination certificates after these were bought from a nurse. So there, there's a big, there's a big uh, investigation on all these elites, <laughs> all these people, including this, this high up dude in the pharma and one of the pharma companies. Um, I'll read, I'll read a little bit of this that are, that are, they don't want to get it. So they've been faking it. Um, the scandal involved people being added to the national immunization registry in exchange for money with many of them, uh, familiar faces and household names. So we're talking about like leading singers, musicians, football stars, business people, politicians, and top medical personnel. Um, the latest to be charged is the president of PharmaMar, Jose Maria Fernandez Sousa Farrell an Ibex 35 company and one of the largest pharmaceutical companies in Spain. Um, <laughs> there's uh, a network. The leader of a network was a nursing assistant at the La Paz University Hospital, where he's accused of charging more than 200,000 euros for fraudulently registering 2,200 people as vaccinated in the national registry. They're talking about, uh, I'm not going to read all the names here, but there's a whole bunch of uh, athletes and a bunch of people, famous people in Spain. So that was the initial, that was the original article. And then they're saying here, um, you know, many, many questions remain over the false uh, certs bought by stars, sports personalities, and business leaders. And uh, in the words of the Twitter user, Starfish, why nobody here talks about the Operation Jenner discovery in Spain why don't they go further into the investigation is the big question here. The, the reality is, is that the investigation is still going on with more evidence being collected. Many of those go to trial, but perhaps it is most that this was not, perhaps it is more that this was not unexpected. Whilst the average Spaniard did as the government asked, obeyed the rules and went out and got vaccinated, others thought they were above the law, that they were somehow special. What is disconcerting is that many of the people are involved in professionals that meant a high level of contact with others. Essentially, they cared so little for those around them, they did not bother to ensure that those they came into contact with were kept safe and free from COVID. Now, that's a bullshit statement because obviously we know more than that right now. But perhaps the bigger issue is that the level of trust is broken, that a company president involved in researching the vaccines did not feel it necessary or important to get vaccinated leads to many to ask whether vaccines were necessary or even safe. So, yeah, that's all I'll, I'll go. I'll put a link in the show notes to that. Um, interesting timing. I think there was another, another, um, another couple headlines about some people in the States to uh, famous people that are dodging it. So interesting that this is all coming out now. A lot of stuff coming out now. Seems. 
Yeah. How's that war with Russia going? I'm feeling out of the loop. Did Elon oh, yeah. buy Twitter? Uh, I don't know. No, that's still falling apart. I think still falling apart. Yeah, I'm not really following it too close either. All this stuff, I'm really, I'm really not. I've been out on the lake. I've been out on the lake. How was that? Oh, it was good. Yeah. Did you go fishing or anything? Or? <laughs> yeah, I was fishing, camping, carrying on. You know, catching any, catch any fish? Or? I caught some fish. Yeah. Oh, nice. I caught some jackfish. That was fun. What's a jackfish? It's a pike. Oh, okay. Some decent sized ones, but not a lot. I don't. I don't know if I'll go back where I was. The birds were a bit much. What a do you lot mean of by birds, that? like a lot of fucking birds chirping and cawing and crowing and carrying on at like fucking four in the morning. Both so mornings. not not nice, like not beautiful bird chirping. Like it's probably like, quite like, beautiful uh, if it was like once in a while and like in the evening. But at four in the morning, nothing sounds beautiful except for me. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Unless you're still awake from the night before, then you know all sorts of weird shit might be turning. Your no, crank, then, but, yeah, that's when the bird. That's when I hated the birds. But but, but, the birds. but yeah, exactly. So picture that, except it's more like you're just like you're sleeping because you're camping, and now these fucking birds won't shut the fuck up. So that was kind of a thing, but it's never a thing when you're out in the mountains because there's lots of trees and less birds. But whenever I'm out in the prairies playing around. The campsites are usually situated around trees, which there's not a lot of in the prairies. Oh, so because there's so only, there's like so a, that's where they all congregate, kind of? Yeah, and I think it's like fuck season for the birds, too. I don't know. Probably. When do birds fuck? Know. You know? It's like egg laying season, right? Yeah, I don't know. We've had a one that, that's I been see really all the just, baby the, geese are around. All the baby geese and the baby ducks are running around, so I assume that's like all the birds. So yeah, I think we had one born outside our window, and it just keeps doing the same old repetitive rap, 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 all day long. It's been so now times that by a thousand and throw it on at four in the morning. Yeah. I'll sleep like a fucking log tonight. I'll tell you that, but that's all right. It's a price you pay once in a while. So you got uh, support the show. Hey, that'd be cool. We were just talking before about how we actually might be coming out with. Uh, a little, a little a CBD thing. We're looking at a CBD thing we might do. Product. So we'll, we'll keep you posted on that. Keep you motivated to get it. If we, do, if we do decide to do a launch here, we'll let you guys know. We'll keep you posted. You'll be the first to know because you'll be our, uh, hopefully, the people that would buy the product so that we could make some money. Um, which would be another way to support the show, which, of course, you can do by buying the audiobooks we talked about earlier over at adultbrain.ca. Or you can uh, get on tour, contactthecabin.com, which, uh, you know, helps us and the guests and the snake bros. So that's great. You support three or four or five different people when you get in on tour. And, uh, but this show takes a lot of work, a lot of effort. We're at, I think, episode, this got to be fucking close to 550 uh, of the Grand America Show. All out there for free. If you've got your pod player set up right, it'll scroll right down to number one with Ephraim Palermo back in 2013. Uh, so if actually, shit, our anniversary is like... It's like right now. Right now. Yeah. Right. This- <laughs> I just looked down at the date. Like, it's May 29th. It's like nine years. It's Is it nine years? Yep. So it's nine, nine years. years. It's right yeah, around now. Years, yeah, it's right, right around now. the end of May, yeah. 
Well, the yeah. first episode, I think, came out on May 24th. Yeah. 2013. And we kind of said June 1st was our, like, yeah. we kinda, we're kind of right so this in the is middle it. of the anniversary, so, the anniversary week. Nine years. This is nine yeah. years we've been doing this show for you for free. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Yeah. This has lasted yeah. longer than my marriage. <laughs> Officially, this is your my longest relationship. It's mine too. It's, a, it's my longest relationship too. I've had a couple seven years and an eight year, but this is the longest. Uh, so anyway, uh, if you guys like our relationship, head over to grandamerica.ca/support and keep it going. And uh, you know, Graham does this full time now, and we got 550 episodes. It's all free. But if you do get a little value from the show, you can throw a little value back our way. Head over to grimerica.ca slash support today. Make Sign up for a monthly, a one buck a month, two buck a month, 500 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month, whatever you think is good. Maybe make a one-time donation. Hey, maybe a little anniversary present. Maybe 10 bucks a year, a buck a year, 100 bucks a year. Grimerica.ca slash support. Anything you can do to help us keep this show going forward and growing forward would be much appreciated. America.ca slash support. Sign up, support our value for value. If you're getting some value from this little podcast of ours, send the value back our way. America.ca slash support. And uh, what else you got? Got a, a, a lengthy synchro. Yeah. A lengthy from a past, synchro? From a past guest of ours. A past guest lengthy yeah. synchro? Yeah. Well, that reminds some me. compound multiple synchro overload. Alan, we were supposed to. I was supposed to get back to Alan Green. I didn't yet. Do you have his contact info? I don't know. I'm not I'll sure. send you his phone number, and you could decide what show you want to book him for. Yeah. But he's always a fantastic guest. If you guys want to check out our past shows with Alan Green, always fun. Uh, okay, let's go with. I want a good score from a synchronicity Graham reads it out, then Darren might give it to me Hey, don't you please read it low, yeah, yeah Did you have COVID still last week? I think you did uh, right? Not technically Not technically no. Okay, I, I got over it pretty quick It only lasted a few days really this time I'm not convinced you ever My have voice it. is still a bit a bit harsh you'll, you'll hear it in the book I've been reading, but so here we go. This is the synchro overload. Graham, I felt I should share this with you because although I daily experience synchro messaging from the universe, which I request before my heat, my feet hit the floor getting out of bed each day, the passing of our Wymop lab turtle was exceptional. I'm including Zizai's eulogy to give you some background. <clears throat> I received the news of Zai's passing while I was staying at a Motel 6 in San Antonio, Texas. Is Zai a our turtle? New- what? Is Zai a turtle? Zai Zai, yeah. Okay. He did Are a you? eulogy for the turtle? What? what? He did a eulogy for the turtle? Yeah. So giant turtle. I've never done a eulogy for a pet. This is a giant turtle. They're pretty smart. They're like, they're, they're like, you know, up there in the... Sort of pigs. Yeah. So that's the new uh, Wymop uh, lab location. I just befriended a black feral cat, one of the few sought, uh, that sought refuge in the parking lot area of the motel. At the time, the temperatures had reached below freezing, and I had let the cat sleep inside my room for a few nights. He had the sweetest meow I've ever heard. 
as was well behaved and would go limp when you picked him up to move him. <laughs> I would feed him with some canned tuna, half and half milk, and occasionally some gourmet cat food I purchased from the local supermarket as a treat. He would meow at my door to be let in. Beyond the treat's influence, I truly believe, believe he came to comfort me with the devastating news I was about to receive. At the time, I was in the process of devising a plan to bring Zai Zai back to the USA. If you read her eulogy, you will learn that because of COVID, it was impossible to transport per turtles on the plane at the time. So I couldn't bring her with me when I returned home. I was exploring every alternative path to for reuniting her on the U.S. soil. Since Zai Zai's breed is on the endangered species list, it added additional hurdles to the endeavor. I'd explored every avenue and finally had settled on that I would need to get documentation from a Chinese veterinarian assigning her breed and that she was bred in captivity. Next, she would be brought to Hong Kong by car. She would be delivered to me at the Hong Kong hotel. Yes, I was about to fly there to get her where the two of us could make our way to Hong Kong airport and fly home. Then the morning after having an incredible vivid dream of Zai Zai in vibrant, perfect does this, on her does this turtle go like under the plane or does it get a seat? How does this work? How big is this turtle? It's uh, you'll, you'll find out later on. In the, in the, okay. Yeah. Um, so that so the morning then the morning after having an incredible incredibly incredibly vivid dream of Zai Zai and in vibrant perfect health in her balcony pond that I'd built for her, which ended with her swimming away from me as if to say I must go now. I received the tragic news from our factory manager under which Zai's care had been taken. She had passed. I was devastated for a variety of reasons. Most notably, Zai had become a good friend during our China lockdowns and beyond. I realized that she had become a Zen practice reminding me to be more like this animal. Zai did not overeat. She did not move more than necessary, i.e. she didn't waste energy. I could easily get into her vibe and appreciated it. As our rescued animal, Zai seemed to appreciate every small thing we did for her. A very powerful bond indeed. So let's start with the day Zai Zai passed. I was pretty much that it was pretty much the very day of our first production of the YMOP had been completed. To the day she waited. This was a 25 year endeavor that ended on this day. She waited. Knowing that Zai Zai meant so much to us, the factory managers organized a traditional burial at sea, which was executed on a Sunday. Learning that Zai was a golden coin turtle prized for its good luck qualities, a crowd of onlookers quickly formed for the ceremony at the China coastline. I wanted to do some form of memorial on my end, so I got in my truck and drove to Medina Lake, a location at which I had buried one of my hawks when I was about 10 years old and into, and into falconry. I had been traumatized by the loss of a sparrow hawk that had exhausted itself by tangling its jesses, its leg leashes, in the curtain rod of my boyhood room when I was at school. I realized I had never forgiven myself for that incident. I drove pretty much to the very location where we buried that hawk. The entire trip to the lake seemed to be by messaging I was requesting and open to divine direction. I kept driving down this road with practically zero other drivers on it. I finally came to a point on the open Texas Medina Road where I was being told, that's it, time to turn around and go home. It was a crossroad intersection out in the middle of nowhere. I U-turned 
I felt the overwhelming urge to pull over and exit my vehicle. I threw my hands up in the air and said, I forgive myself. And then I looked across the crossroad intersection, and what do I see? A little sparrow hawk perched on the telephone line, dropping down into the field, hunting, just like the one I'd trapped and caused the death of decades ago. I got in my car and drove back to my Motel 6. Later that evening, I got back in my truck. I'm not sure why, but I jumped on the freeway and headed for the Bandera. Bandera Road exit off the 410 loop, one of my favorite areas of town. This is where our uh, Eclipse, Eclipse. The Snake Bros, that's Snake Bro country. Eclipse, this is the, where the Eclipse event's going to happen, right? Very close to, Right yep. around this area? Yep. So he says, one of my favorite areas of town. This was a red, hot, golden sunset underway, and something told me to pull off the road and watch as this, this is a sunset memorial for Zai Zai. I did. The following photos are not doctored in any way. Golden coin turtles have a super long neck when fully extended. The photo below is about halfway. I'm not sure about the exact date, but shortly after I listened to your Grimerica episode number 538, Lori Spanya, she gave instructions on communicating with recently passed pets. I meditated and incorporated her technique. I basically asked Zai Zai that if she had anything to tell me, please tell me in my dream. I had no dream that night. I woke up and as my feet hit the floor and I started my day, which starts with turning on my computer, I hear a loud boom. And just like that, the power goes off. Realizing that the entire building's power is off, I made my way to the manager's office to get some intel on what had happened. I asked the manager if this has ever happened before and he said, no, not in the entire history of this location that they ever lost power like this. So I want to just get back to the... Uh, the picture, there was a picture in the clouds of a turtle with a long neck. Like, it looks exactly like, like the turtle's neck. That was, that was the picture. So knowing that I would get a little, <clears throat> get little, if anything, done work-wise in my hotel room with the power off, I jumped in my truck, headed out to explore some areas that I was reconnecting with upon returning. Not sure if I stated this before, but I was born and raised in San Antonio, I left when I was 17, moved to California, then spent the last 15 years in Shenzhen, China, where Grimerica found me. Anyway, back to jumping in my truck and exploring some neighborhoods I'd not seen for decades. I decided to check out an old section of town I would go when visiting a skate buddy in the 70s. When I got there, I really didn't recognize anything. However, I stumbled across a tropical fish store near the 410 Loop Freeway. Seeing that they were open so early in the morning, I pulled into the parking lot and made a trip inside to check out if they had anything I might want, should I decide to build another glass pond for a turtle in the future. Glass, glue, water filters, etc. I checked out all the aisles and the worker on duty and pretty much confirmed that they had what I needed. After fully confirming that this was a tropical fish store only, by my perusing the store, something compelled me to check out the back aisle section that I'd not seen. There's a fairly deep tank with some fish in it and one single turtle swimming around from the deep end bottom to the top. Yes, one lone red-eared slider turtle in a tropical fish store. It seemed to swim up to me as if trying to communicate with me. I confronted the store worker. I noticed you have one turtle in the store. He said, oh yeah, that was dropped off last night. We don't sell turtles here. It was just a rescue. It's free for the person, the first person who wants it. I told the worker that although I'm not a red-eared slider expert, I do know that they need a resting perch to rest and sleep. 
Otherwise, they will exhaust themselves and drown. He thanked me and said he would do something right away to correct the situation. I said, don't wait too long. I posted the rescue turtle that day on my next door app, and it was quickly adopted. I drove back to my motel room where I found that the power had been restored. I went outside into the parking lot to learn that the transformer nearest my room had exploded that morning directly across the street from the power pole with the newly replaced transformer. There was a bar that just changed its marquee to read. If you're looking for a sign, this is it. And it was the, uh, the Highlander, the Highlander bar and grill <laughs> with the marquee that says, if you're looking for a sign, this is it. So there you have it. Is that the um, end? Pretty compound synchro. Yeah. There's the, uh, there's the um, the eulogy for Zai Zai. Um, Are you going to read the turtle eulogy? Do you, do you want me to? Is it long? It's it's quite long. How how long is quite long? Uh, a couple pages probably. Holy cow! I don't yeah. think. Uh, why don't you throw it in the show notes? Okay. Yeah. I'll, or is I'll it show too the, long I'll, for I'll that? I'll throw even. the YouTube videos in the show notes. Yeah. There we go. That's, that's perfect. You know, when I was in high school, grade nine, when I was in a freshman in high school, uh, my buddy, this, a guy I grew up with, Will, showed up to Will P, uh, used to call me a Ninja Turtle. It kind of caught on. So a few people said I was a Ninja Turtle. I don't know. It must be because <laughs> of my glasses. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we're going to call you Zai from now on. Uh, you think? How about Raphael? Anyways, I'll put I'll put it also I'll put a link in the show notes for uh, anyone wishing to honor Zazai's encourage to donate to the Chinese Golden Coin Conservatory Conservancy. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I think that would be the best name, Darren. Raphael, out of all of them, for you. Fucking right, Raphael, baby. All right, check that out. Make a donation to Zizai Conservation. Make a donation in Zizai's name. Make a donation in your own name to the Grand America Show. Uh, I think that's about it. We'll get out of here, let you guys get to the interview. We'll have a quick little best of or a little highlight reel from our chat with Bernie. We had our, our buddy Bernie back on the show. Uh, what's his last name again? Bernie Taylor. Bernie Taylor. We had to talk about the ancient lunar calendar. So that's over on our Rockfin for now. It'll head over to Outlawed eventually, probably, all that stuff. We told, we, I don't think I mentioned that we have another podcast when I was talking about the other stuff. Head over to GreatAmericaOutlaw.ca if you want to see our podcast a little more controversial, a little longer, a bit of a different format. But uh, that's, can, I, oh, for can I just interrupt you with a compound yeah. synchro here? I forgot to rate the other one, so I'll give it a uh, 7.7. 7. So... If we're doing this the same is, kind of turtle, from, I could have given This is nine. from my men's group chat, uh, local men's group chat. Local men's group? And, and two what do you guys, guys do? And there's a couple guys that Just have moved sexist? to Mexico. That, what? What do you guys do in your group? Just, just. Men's you know. stuff? Yeah. Men's um, So this guy says, uh, after dinner, we went for a walk on, on, uh, on the beach and saw a giant turtle giving birth and burying its eggs in the sand. And then he asks, is it a new moon tonight? It's not. That's 4%. And uh, this is a couple of days ago. Um, that's awesome, Aaron. I think the new moon is today, but likely related to the turtle births. Great footage. Um, I found two crayfish mating under a rock in Willow Creek. Here's a loner. Saw a mama bear with two little cubs the other day. So all these people are seeing 
and this owl this owl uh video as well i thought two people saw turtles mating in the same day and it happened to be a new moon so it's kind of a synchro with the Maybe turtles mating turtles and, and and Brie i was Taylor's asking about birds lunar talking. timekeeping about about and i asked him about fishing and the birds were fucking what a synchro no <laughs> it's not a synchro but nice try enjoy the chat fantastic chat Benny Wills. Because this isn't the chat with Bernie. You got me all, I, you had me oh, confused for what? a second there. It's the chat with Benny Wills. Oh, you said you're it's putting the best the thing of with Bernie. With Bernie and I don't yeah. we talk about the fishing in the dark. Yeah, but we talk about the lunar timekeeping. It's about the, 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 the animals and the, in their lunar cycles. And then these turtles were mating on the new moon. Wow. But it's, Dude, it's all coming together. 0.3. It's all coming together. Enjoy the chat with Benny Wills. First, thank you for giving me the opportunity to to discuss my work at Gramerica again. My name is Bernie Taylor. My research explores a deep root to mankind's creative capacity by looking at how hunter-gatherers viewed their cosmos through the study of upper pelly the cave art. By the Upper Paleolithic, we, are generally, we generally refer to a time period between 50 and 10,000 years ago. In the Upper Paleolithic, there were cultures, such as the Magdalenian in Europe, which lasted from 17 to 12,000 years ago, and the period these images before you were made. Marshak became concerned with what he called the suddenlies of important bodies of common astronomical knowledge emerging on different continents in the ancient world that more reasonably should have had natural progressions from much earlier developments, which is a theme of Gramerica, right? A lot of guests have asked these suddenly sort of stuff. Okay. Marsha came to believe that some of the more basic astronomical timekeeping knowledge was established deep in prehistory and then later inherited by civilizations in the ancient world after continued use. This pictured Seleucian culture baton, with, which Marsha proposed lunar count, helped him to establish a body of evidence. Like Marshak, I accidentally fell into this arena through examinations in a related field of study. Through the research of animal migrations with Salmonids, for example, I recognize that they have light-dark migration rhythms orchestrated by the sun and moon. This graph describes the upstream migration from the Pacific Ocean of a Salmonid, steelhead trout, with the lowest movement around the full moon. I actually went out to Lobster Creek and I did it on a spotting survey. And, um, you know, I walked, the, I walked the river with the, with the fishery biologist and I saw how it was done. And um, they don't need to, and I, you know, I, I didn't say to the fishery biologist, I said to someone else, another one, like let's say a supervisor, I said, you don't need to go out there every week looking for salmon. I can tell you when they're going to be there. They're going to be, you're going to see them around the full moons because wow. that's how they're stopping and going, coming up the river. Native Americans or First Nation people, such as the Thompson Indians of British Columbia, held this biological information in their lunar calendars as highlighted in red for salmon migrating upstream. So, the, so they, they had each month or each lunation, not month, because there weren't months weren't invented at the time. Um, they, it was a month of something. There's a, the, the moon of the first sockeye salmon, the moon of the silver salmon, the moon, the deer rut. And we'll get back to that one for you guys. For the, for the Okanagan elk hunters. On the Thompson Indian lunar calendar, 
We also find the major life history events of deer, such as when they rut, shed their antlers, and drop their young. Their their calendar tells you when the rut will be. One Thompson band reset their their lunar calendar by the rutting of the black-tailed deer. Other bands reset their lunar calendar by the rutting of mountain goats, which are an ibex, as well as the rutting of bighorn sheep and when groundhogs go to their winter dens. So the, they're, uh, they're starting the calendar with the rut of the, black, of the black-tailed deer, which then resets it for the rest of the year. Is it biochemical? Which, right. you know, and the answer to that is absolutely. So this is all tied to melatonin. And, um, and at the animals are responding to light-dark signals. They're not really responding to the sun and the moon. They're responding to light-dark signals. It's a biological phenomenon across the biological spectrum. That, that humans knew about it all over. Oh, absolutely. Indigenous, it's in their calendars. That is the evidence. The calendars that go back to since time immemorial. These Siberian people live by the rhythms of the moon, or rather live with the rhythms of the reindeer, which are biologically cued by the light-dark signals from both the sun and moon. So the Chukchi, this is their calendar. This is this is all they they, so they don't go by the sun. They just they fall, they live with reindeer, and they live with the the biological events of the reindeer. That um, that's that's their world, um, which which is lunar. Beyond what Marshak had envisioned is that these elongated lines represent fingers, and the grids separating them hold the syntax for a sign language. An application of the syntax to the right hand is pictured. The fingers are completely down when and where the juveniles drop, as marked with these green arrows on the hand signs, as indicated with 1Y for the pregnant mare, 2Y for the pregnant ibex, and 4-3Y for the burden oryx. Hunter-gatherers utilize them today. You may have seen these images of San Bushman signs as pictured in Guido Manjo's book, The Healing Hand. So this is like a real thing. Marshak's notion that we are today more technically advanced than Ice Age people, but not smarter, was more correct than we had, he had imagined. And now we go to the metaphysical, truly metaphysical. This lunar time hypothesis may also help us to find a broader understanding of the Paleolithic mind. Remember the scene of five stags swimming across a river as depicted on this Lisco panel. The stag scene is presumably an in the Vizier River outside Lascaux Cave. The Ice Age artist transferred a scene from the terrestrial realm into the caves. That same scene is also connected to the sky world through the influence of the moon. The act of making art on the cave walls bridges these three realms, whereby the artist is projecting a perception of time and space. We can express this concept of three interconnecting transcendental realms through a tree often referred to by religious historians and mythologists as the world tree. Benny Wills, welcome back to Grimerica. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be back. Oh, yeah, this will be great. It's been 383 was our last episode, and it was funny. I was just reading the show notes. Um, We were talking. This was in. uh, So this is late 2019 prior to the world falling apart. And we talked wow. about the evil control grid and culture, new thought, Google whistleblowing and anarchism, the state of the state, the Trump effect and living in LA. We got into SJWs and online communities, conspiracy theorists living with purpose. And I don't know. I mean, wow. 
pretty interesting. Did we make any predictions? Travel travel trailer back then? I think you did live in your travel trailer. I think I remember the video you were in your trailer. Yeah. Okay. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Not that long ago, but it feels like a long time ago. COVID in COVID years went. Yeah. COVID was like four years in the span of two. It felt like I was thinking about that the other day that it's just like, because in Alberta, it's pretty much over. You see the odd sign for a booster here or there, but for the most part, nobody is fucking haven't given a fuck anymore. You see mass every once in a while too, but now it's just like they got to feel like I felt when I wasn't wearing a mask before. I feel like, because I mean, you got to be weird when you're like one of three people in the grocery store wearing a mask. I think probably as weird as I felt when I was one of three people in the grocery store, not wearing a mask. But anyway, it seems like it's over. And I was thinking, man, that was a long time of putting up with that shit. It was like, you know, a solid 18 months for sure yeah and in the same time frame we had our first baby my wife and i i mean literally like simultaneous to covid and that has taken my life in a totally different (laughs) sort not not just direction but sort of overall feel and that yeah so 2019 just feels like a lifetime ago has it changed you at all having kids, especially during this time? Like, how? Because I mean, you hear about literal DNA changes in, in fathers. I think it changes me literally every day. I think it's. I think it's just a massive. It's like the most. Uh, how do I even put it? It's very demanding, and it's all sacrifice. That's what I've been experiencing having a father of two babies now. It's so much sacrifice and so much. I thought I was pretty uh, mature, but I find that being a parent really highlights the parts of me that aren't mature, that aren't, <laughs> uh, yeah, that aren't as uh, developed. It like emphasizes the parts of me that are like, like how so? <sighs> like if you're just, I have to be so well, just the, the, the patience that's required yeah. and the selflessness. Uh, I have to fight through feelings of, you know, selfishness, murderous rage and not having my time. And yeah, it's just, a, it's just a constant challenge. Worth they, it. They help you, you constantly about- take the edges off. What's they, that? They help you constantly sort of take your edges off. Well, yeah. Cause you're forced to not react the way you would if they weren't around. Yeah. And that has been again, an on a daily challenge in some ways but yeah no i mean i love it and it's also very hard well what about i mean it must be challenging during this time i mean i don't have kids so i i can't mm. imagine what it would be like right now during this time to Dude, have to you, have kids it's you should have heard job grandma's complaining the other day about us having too much travel on the schedule because of his cats i was just <laughs> like bro really really i got a couple of kids and you're complaining about your cats <laughs> well, yeah, the level of responsibility and then sort of accented by COVID is a new thing for me. I mean, yeah, all of a sudden I'm responsible for four people's well-being in all ways, really. Uh, and then there's like that existential sort of uh, heavy feeling because of the insanity of the world. So you want to make sure you make all the right moves so that not only is your family like fed and there's a roof over their heads and everything's going well, but you also make sure that they we can, you know, stay one step ahead of the, uh, 
the nonsense and the new world order. Do you ever wish you were just sort of ignorance is bliss right now? Because I mean, it's got to add a bit of a burden. No way, man. Like, no way. Knowing, no, no, like, you know, what yeah, a horrifying yeah. time to be blue pilled. This is like, I'm so happy. I'd much rather be in this position than someone who is ignorant because that's torture. That's a horror film to be compliant and like believe every everything the news says. What a horrifying existence. No, I'm I'm glad I'm not ignorant. That's a good answer. I mean, it's uh, we, well. I see it. My fa- I have family members who are like that. I'm just like you guys are living in, you know, a prison. It's horrible. And they're yeah, messing up the kids with it all too. What? It's not good for the kids. All that shit. Oh, I know. The isolation and just the constant fear of, you know, infection or contagions, and it's just. And then on top of everything else that comes from the authoritative voices. I was reading something the other day that said speech uh, therapy is up 350% this year. Speech therapy? Speech therapy in young children. The need for speech therapy? Yeah. Yeah, Why? Masks. All the masks on the kids and the teachers and all the mis- so they're not of- speaking as much. So they need help no, learning you how to like speak. You can't. You can't hear people speak properly. So then you're probably slurring your words. Like imagine how much nonverbal communication goes on just even like hearing what somebody says and not being able to hear them properly because they can't talk through their mask. I mean, imagine that then you not being able to pronounce properly because you're not hearing people properly. Yeah, what a nightmare. And if you were blue pilled, you'd probably like that's those are the people who's when they're like kids got sick, they locked them in a room, you know? It's a fucked up mess for the blue pilled crowd right now. Exactly. Yeah, but there's other challenges for the other crowd too, because we know we're brainwashed and then and then we have to constantly discern things and constantly try and keep our our positive natures, you know, instead of getting bogged down in this sort of evil dark shit. I mean, how do you cope with that as a parent now as a parent um well luckily for me not being a parent honestly like being a parent now of two very small children it keeps me from having too much time to think about a lot of the other things that used to i that i used to think about and worry about and i think that's for me that's good i'm not obsessing over details and luckily i feel like i put in so much time uh going down the rabbit hole before I got married and had kids that it sort of, it gave me a good foundation to stand on, to be discerning and also to not have to be completely up to date with everything. that's, you know, the daily news. Um, Cause that would just get me freaked out. I, the news in my life right now is like, who needs a diaper change by seven thirty AM. And I like, and it's hard, but it's also, I, I do feel a sense of relief, not being so obsessed with all the information. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's like a constant, I mean, I don't even spend that much time online and I still, I still absorb too much of it in a way. And I, I really, I'm not even on, I mean, telegram and Instagram a tiny bit. Well, it's the memes for me. Like luckily yeah. it's like, an, it's the best of all worlds. Cause I get to do this show and present memes. And by collecting the memes, I get totally informed on what's going on. <laughs> like <laughs> nothing slips through the cracks when it comes to memes. It's true. Eh? I mean, it's so I've been laughing out loud, literally laughing out loud at some memes these days. They're so, I mean, I feel, I find that like the hypocrisy and the lies 
just fuel the memes. It's just memes. It's the best thing comedy has to offer right now. Memes are the best comedy right now, hands down. I mean, think about it. Like comedy from the entertainment world is just garbage. It's it's completely died. Comedy is dead in the mainstream. But memes are really funny. So memes are literally like the best thing we have when it comes to comedy right now. Do you find that we're just ta- we're talking and we're sh- sharing memes in our own little world, or are they breaking through sometimes? Do you think? Uh, good question. I mean, I would like to think that sometimes they break through. I I really don't know. Um, I hope so. I imagine every now and then it's possible. Um, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I I flip flop back and forth. I think because sometimes. You know, sometimes I, I'm like, am I missing all the memes from the other side? Like, where's the memes about making fun left of people can't mean, that bro. just want to be left alone and they want freedom? Like, you can't really meme that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's. But you're in a you're it, well. The, there's have you seen the meme of the left can't meme? I know, but I'm trying not to say it's so obvious, right? Oh. It's it's it's. But it, it is true though when you do see them, and maybe that's just because I'm so far on the other side, but. It does feel really cringy. It's not funny. That's what I was going to say is I feel like, you know, the algorithms have like curated what we're seeing so much because of what we've looked at in the past and blah, 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 that we're only seeing the left memes that are really bad because they're (laughs) fucking flying around as satire in our community. You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> it could, I mean, I don't know how far the out, cause I I'm noticing now that I'm not even, if I don't touch my Twitter, it constantly just changes back. It doesn't want to be in this just like, uh, what's just like, uh, where it's silo. Just in, no, it's just Echo in chamber. order. No, where it's just in order of everyone I follow. So it's just like whoever tweeted mm-hmm. it just in uh, chronological order. The latest tweet out of the 2000 people that I follow, what's the latest? And then all of them in order like that. That's how I try to keep it set. But I find it always, I'm always like, how the fuck am I looking at fucking Joe Rogan stuff? And (laughs) it's because it's switched me back to some highlight reel thing that it thinks I want to see. And it's showing me all this stuff from people I don't follow. I'll see a tweet and I'm like, who the fuck is saying this that I follow because they're out of here. And then I click on them that I don't even follow them. They're just like out of, because they, you know, they, they're, I don't, it seems like they're trying to rile me up because it's never no, Insta- Instagram has changed their algos too. There's a bunch of people now in your feed that you don't follow. It's so like, many, yeah, so many, like every third person on yeah. Instagram is someone you don't follow. That's, and that's they suggest real. me reels to watch all the time. And I have no idea why these reels would be coming to me. Like there's, I don't know what my algorithm is bringing me or like would make them think I want to watch these reels. Uh, Uh, Maybe nothing. Maybe they just want you to watch it because they, well, it's always, honestly, it's always like sexy girls dancing. I'm like, how is this? Like, why is this happening? Cause I don't go to Instagram to look at sexy girls, but that's all I get shown in reels. And I didn't show my wife. I'm like, look at this. This is what Instagram is always trying to get me. Yep. You know, yeah. Trying to bait me with this. And yeah. Pornhub's paying for that. I bet you like. Imagine, you know, I can think about guys who are perhaps a little weaker. They in that regard, and to they, uh, that's it. They're just being, bam, like so targeted. Oh, totally. What's his name? Talked on- about it. Remember? Uh, oh, Jesus, dude. Um, 
Hotep? Hotep Jesus says that's that Instagram's just a gateway to dudes going straight to Pornhub and jerking off. And then, cause his yeah. whole thing was, that's how they're wasting their energy, you know? But it was like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Pornhub is like paying Instagram to throw some hot chicks up there because I bet you like Instagram no, it, is one of the number one clips. Would not be surprised over it's, to Pornhub. It, it's the girls themselves that just they go to they have an Instagram account just to show their link tree. So basically, you go to their account and then it just shows their link tree with all their OnlyFans and all their and the, all their other porn stuff. It's all there. Yeah, it's all about yeah, it's all about porn. It all boils down to porn yeah. at the end. Yeah, but, my, but sometimes a meme will get flagged for. Yeah disinformation and be removed funny how that There's, works lately they've been they've been doing it lately they've been they've been censoring lately for some reason they go back and i i did a little post about it and a lot of people were answering actually we've got to do more posts where we ask for people's uh i have seen less dicks since rogan started complaining about it <laughs> i'm telling you it was a real problem he was joking about it but you'd just less be dicks? scrolling along and all of a sudden there's a dick in your twitter feed and it's like where did this fucking come from and it's like, you know, <laughs> some weird bots got it in there somehow, but I haven't seen one in a long time. It used to be a couple of years ago, there was like, not always just dicks. I mean, that's what really stands out though, when you're scrolling through, but this it was is just a phenomenon like, I was unaware of. porn was super prevalent. Either that <laughs> or maybe a couple of real perverts had just slipped into my feed and they were just like hyperactive, but it was just like... You know, to the point that I was nervous if my kids were around my phone because I never knew when I was on Twitter because I never knew when I might just scroll upon a day. Just or further a confirming for fucking. me that I don't want anything to do with Twitter. Oh, it's fun though. I mean, it's like being at the uh, apocalypse, and you know, you might as well just be there hanging out once well, in a while. I know why it was happening, Darren, because you you were you were throwing that big black guy meme. You know, the guy leaning down on his on his legs with that. Huge schlong. Thought you I was in the dicks. around for a while, a couple of years. Ago. <laughs> I do <laughs> like do that it. one. I like that one where like you sneak in, it sneaks you into looking at it. <laughs> that is a funny one. You like start looking all close, like you're like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> yeah. boom, it just changes to. <laughs> I know exactly the meme you're talking about. But he 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 gets used in other memes as well. <laughs> that poor guy, though. I mean, when he gets an erection, he must just feel like passing right the fuck out. I know he's lightheaded. He don't get laid a lot, that guy. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> There's no way that the chicks are like, what the fuck is that? It's as big as my head. Man, so yeah. is Elon going to, is it, is, is Twitter sort of broken yet? Or is, is it things calmed down a little bit since he's kind of backing away from this sale because he's not going to buy it. I don't know. I feel like you're probably so the most informed person in the room me? right now. Oh my God, yeah. That's terrible. yeah. I don't know anything about this. Well, I, what happened was he's, I mean, he's been pretty vocal about it. He's like, he's like in, in interviews with people, he's like, look, there's more than there's, they're saying they know the percentage of bots. And I'm saying that it doesn't seem like it's that percentage. It could be five or 10% or more. I think than it's what 30%, they're saying. maybe 40. It could be more than, more than like 10, like the way he said it, it sounds like bots could be a huge percentage of some of these things. So he's, he, he's sort of br- breaking it apart in a way where like they they've had they have to sort of come clean on how many bots they they have in there or whether they know it or not so it's kind of giving him an out i think well he doesn't want to give it to his starlink fucking robots and then find out that it's but not all pure that's data. my theory that's my theory is i feel like he's got to clean this up and make it the cleanest representative of humanity that he can before he uploads it to his AI or whatever. I mean, he doesn't Twitter want it all being be a biased bunch of fucking bots 
you know, that are, mm. you know, if you were going to do that in a real way, like, you know, create an artificial intelligence based on this social media program, you would want it to be more accurate than just a bunch of fucking bots. I mean, that's my, that's my own sort of. Wow. That's not a good take. I honestly have given it no thought. So that's a, that's a cool way to start thinking about it. Or so there's definitely something fishy going on. There's something fishy about Elon Musk in general. So well, it's, uh, they make it's a cool social registration system. It becomes like the Wii app, like China has. Well, that's what. So one of my friends said that was the first thing that changed on Twitter when Elon, I guess, announced that he was buying whatever. Uh, was that you had to authenticate yourself? So the first step was authentication. Well, authenticating you as a human was yeah, exactly. They're not so you, sure. But they, that, like, that, 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 what does that mean? That means you give over your information, right? Yeah, you, or it just like. means I got to check a box that says I'm not a robot or something, or you know, mm-hmm. count yeah. all the light, count yeah. all the lights in the picture. I okay. mean, I don't know, but people were definitely taking it as like you're going to have to register, you know. Something. For some reason, I'm really bad at those captcha things. Where like, how many stoplights do you see in here? <laughs> you keep getting every wrong. time. You're I, like, I have to do it seven or eight times. I'm so bad at it. My wife makes fun of me. I don't know what it is. Like, I just get crossed up every time one of those comes up. I get, uh, I get a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I like the one where you just slide the puzzle piece here. That, but that one, that's a that's a, a rare one. It's usually like how many motorcycles are in there? Oh, this? yeah. And you know, they're selling that's like AI getting smarter, too. It's all to just say AI getting smarter. Is this a boat? Is this a boat, Benny Wells? I need to know. You yeah. Tell me, is how many boats do you see? It like, is uh-oh. a fucking boat. I knew it was a boat. That's like you're getting them right, but it's not quite sure. So it's got to check again. <laughs> I was like, all right, it's a boat. Exactly. Sometimes the edge is just a little bit in the next square. I'm like, I don't know. This could go either way. And I usually choose wrong. And it's like on the traffic light, do you pick the pole? Is the pole exactly. part of it? Yeah, this is, this is what this is the problem. I get tripped up. And now that it's happened so many times, I have like a anxiety about it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> premature ejaculation. Once you get on the train, you're not getting off. I mean, it's, it takes real work. I'll sometimes reload the page just to see if it will like avoid giving it to me again. So you do memes every Monday on, <laughs> on, on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, every Monday night I do Me Monday on my personal channel. I love it. It's 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 great. Do you where do you harvest these from? Do people uh, send them to you or I a lot of them get sent to me and then I have my sources. I mean, I be, Instagram, Facebook, Instagram primarily. Then and actually some Discord is pretty good too cuz I'm in a bunch of groups on Discord and there's usually a meme page in the groups that I'm in and I'll go there. They just find me now. So I've been doing this for almost two years and I'm, I just, have, I, I acquire a lot by my very reliable sources. Oh yeah. There's a lot of people meme farming discord these days. Yeah, it's great. Big time. I just have, we, I didn't, I left discord, but we got our own little chat thing and there's a meme channel in there. That's usually where I get my memes these days. They're in Twitter. I just yeah, shared they're, it. They're everywhere. They're, they're the best thing on social media. Have you seen the new Mr. Rogers one? Where he's, the new where Mr. He's Rogers giving, meme? Where he's giving the finger and he's saying, Oh, I don't think so. I'm not taking your fucking monkeypox vaccine either. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Before you even ask. Solid gold. Send it to me. I'll put it in the show. I'll send it. Yeah, great. I'm in the show. I'm in the show. I think I've, I, I think I've, I follow you on Instagram. I think I have used some of the memes you've posted before. 
I t- I shared this one on Graham's Instagram, so it's on there. Cool. I know a lot of the memes on our Instagram are a little weak. I know, but that's not me. That's not. <laughs> I wouldn't. That's I wouldn't. Memes. I would have never said that. No, I, I put these strings together of like ten memes, and Darren doesn't. Like okay, yeah, that, let's get. I like them. I pretty much only follow people who post memes on Instagram. So, but do you agree with the string? The strength. The string. Strength. The meme string. I'm against of, the meme string. The Instagram account. One I think meme. It's, I think it's good. One meme. I don't think there's one meme. I don't think post. there's anything to worry about. I think they're all good. I don't agree with the ten posts. I haven't had any posts. moments where I've looked at <laughs> photos you got or memes you guys have posted that I'm like, oh, these is this is embarrassing. These are these are weak memes. <laughs> I've seen a couple. Yeah, I've, I've seen some weak the memes. memes. <laughs> Sometimes they're personal to me. I don't care if they're a little weak. I I, I have a personal connection to them. I right. I usually take like all the memes. I'll just collect them all. Them all the ones that I see in a given week. And now I have a folder on my computer, so I, I whittle it down to about ninety memes per show. And I never am short on memes. Like there's never a time when I don't have some enough to post. I always have to end up cutting at least 60 or 70 and I'm, out, I'm opening up my reject folder and my reject folder is still loading. That's how big it is. I think I have, but yeah, I have over 2000 memes I have not used in the show. <laughs> Do you ever have like uh, fellow meme Lords on the show? Because it seems like every community's got their meme lords, you know? Yeah, like there's probably like about, three or four in ours that are just posting. I mean, some of these memes are a little out there, even for me. They're a little that Keck stuff can get a little little right field for, for D Ron. I mean, I'm I'm right a center, but I'm not that far over. But uh, you know, whatever, free speech. Um they're still tasteful. Well, I've thought not. about doing a lot with my channel and with the show, and then, uh, and then the day's over because I've been parenting for the whole day. So it's, I, I thought about using some other, like getting people on there who actually do memes and maybe even do like a meme creation workshop. Because yes. unfortunately, yes. a lot of the uh, memes that people send to me from my, and this, oh man, if any of my subscribers are listening, they're going to be upset. But some people send me memes like, I just made a meme. I hope you like it. And they're not usually that good. That's just me being honest. There's there's like a certain there's a skill level involved with memes, and it'd be cool to actually talk to the My ones God. who make you know the ones who are consistently making good memes. That's a and then great maybe idea. a little uh, creative creative salon where That's we can great idea. learn so from them. Do you know a good meme maker? Because I mean, a lot of the, these ones, I mean, I don't know where they're coming from. I wish there was some sort of signal. Well, okay, there's some a there's a guy on Instagram who calls calls himself Shithead Steve. He is, and I think sometimes he doesn't do ones that he didn't make, but he gives them credit, I think. Yeah. Uh, but his memes are hilarious. He's like a lot of followers too. And it's not really as far into the, uh, I guess, you know, the alternative conspiracy stuff, but it leans in that direction, which I appreciate. Uh, but it's just funny. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a certain level of like, you can't overdo the verbiage and stuff. I see some that people are like, I made a meme and it's got a paragraph of stuff in there. I'm like, you can't, it has to be like, you know, you see it and you kind of click. And yeah. Right and away. aesthetic, aesthetic is important. Whole. Yeah. It's overdone like podcasts now. I mean, and then there's, like and then there's just... some that, you know, you could have a workshop where 
And then now they made it so you just can do a screenshot anytime and throw words on it on your phone. So now everybody thinks they're a fucking meme smith. I mean, it's probably, in some ways, it's probably getting harder to find the good ones. Well, and then there's those ones that get reused over and over and over again, like the guy turning around to check out the chick's ass. Or the screaming at the cat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Those are the classics. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole like meme culture now and all the, the images that get used the most and whole thing i read an interview with the the dude with the white hair you know who always like looks at his oh the guy smiling yeah yeah the weird like the whatever like the tragic it's it's from stock it's from stock photography yeah yeah he's always like and he's he's like uh he looks at his computer and then he's looking at you and he's got a whole brand made off it now he's like because you never you never got paid for the picture that he well he did for something for for something now so he's a lot got of a whole business like ra- ra- made around his like meme persona. He'll come do your event, and he's like, "Yeah, a lot of uh, memes come from stock photography." And what's here's something funny. I I did stop. I did like a session of stock photography when I was uh, first moved to Los Angeles in like 2010, and my picture pops up in the most random places and i kind of wish i hadn't done it because it's i have no you know creative like control over it but these photos get used for like book covers and websites and it's a strange phenomenon i'm gonna do a whole thing about it on my show this is something i am gonna do on my show because i want people to see just in case they ever find me. like i'm in a, i'm in like a penis enlargement advertisement it's just my picture they use it i have no control over it if they just scroll along, they're just scrolling along while they're making the page. Ah, this guy looks like he has a little dick. Grab that one. Six ninety nine. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I hope that wasn't what they thought, but I guess I, I guess that could be possible. Um, uh, it's just random. I can't even. I only. It, it was brought to my attention by somebody. They're like, "Hey, I think it was like a prostate cancer or something like that." They're like, "Hey, are you okay? Like, I saw your picture in this thing." And I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's that stock photography coming back to haunt me. And then I did like a Google image search to see just how many times it comes up. And if we were doing video, I would show you. But like, there's one, oh, this is so, this is like really embarrassing. Uh, it's called No Commitment Necessary. <laughs> and this is a, it's a cover for a book. And it's two gay cowboys. And they, they superimposed a cowboy hat on my head. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the encounters series of books. It's just so random and I can't do anything about it. Well, maybe if it gets made into a movie though, like you'll be like, <laughs> so we got to find this guy. <laughs> yeah. He looks great in a cowboy hat. Yeah. Back Benny. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, that's essentially what it looks like. <laughs> maybe I'll make my way into a meme one day. That's all I'm saying. I'm hoping if, if it turns into a meme, then it was all worth it. I wonder if I, I don't know if I want to be a meme. I feel I, like. I, I love the idea of the course though. Yeah. Of what? The workshop. Oh. The workshop. Yeah. It's, it, I thought of it like a year ago, <laughs> but I think it's a good idea. Meme. I'm, I'm writing Darren, it down right now, just so I, before, it, now that we're talking about it. What? You've, Darren's been in memes before. I mean, the, our, our little. Uh, I've been in some of good. those Texas memes when I had the two guns. But uh, those are just like in the community memes, you know. I wouldn't want to be like, you know, that 
dude with the white hair that we were just talking about or the dude turning, you know, I feel like you just get a lot of attention. And you never know what kind of fucking attention. You never know what that person saw. At least in the podcast, I'm, you know, responsible for all the crazy shit I've said over the years. It's not just some crazy stuff some other person superimposed over my stock photo. Then you could you could own the NFT and make a lot of money. That would, or sell it. That would be all right. I tried to make an NFT. It didn't work out. I can't fun. even explain what it is. Me either. So I just like took a screenshot of some stuff and tried to make it as an NFT. <laughs> but then it tried to charge me $200. So I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. I wanted $200 to put it up for sale. And I was like, there's no way anyone's ever going to buy this. So you could put, why don't you put that symbol up behind you there on an NFT? It's the symbol from the Wizard of Oz movie that, can't, that popped into that one frame. Because uh, I don't know what an NFT is, really. It's a non-fungible token. Wait, wait, wait. What What image was in Wizard of Oz for one frame? This image right behind me. The one behind Darren on the, the green? A slash and a, an a ad symbol? And and a... Uh, in parentheses? Or... Yeah. 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 What the, what, where in the movie is that? Right when she falls, I think. Right when the, the house falls, isn't it, Darren? The witch falls. Right the witch the was falling. Fall. I remember that. I remember, cause I, I remember because I was trying to fucking pause it for like 40 a minutes straight. Just like, <laughs> on hey, a, stop, on a stop, tape. stop, stop. It was on a DVD, I think. And we were uh, like, we, I, did we hear there was something there? Did, no, no. We saw something flash. We really noticed quick. something flash. And then we tried to get it, and it, was, it took us forever to, to pause it. Are you the first guys to find this? I don't know. We didn't really do much with it. We talked about it on the show, but, but I, we can't be the first ones. There's, we can't be the first ones. No, I don't think we knew about it. No. We didn't know about wow. it. Wow. Have you like looked into it at all? That, yeah, kind of. I tr- tried to try to deconstruct the symbols a little bit. Like, what could that mean? Like, whoa, flash plus and that thing. It's like a sigil. I know. Crazy, eh? Wow. It was when we were watching it from David Plate's. That's how, because we were interested in it because we had just interviewed David Plate and we were in a cabin in the woods and we were watching like Wizard of Oz and listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> That's a fun experience. That's right. That is what we were doing. We were watching Pink Floyd and listening to the Wizard of Oz. I, I've done that so many times. I love it. It's it, it's a really fun, uh, like 35 minutes. Because it doesn't last that long. People don't... <laughs> If you haven't done it, it doesn't go the whole movie, but the album, the album. Oh yeah. Right no, you got to keep putting. No, 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 no. David Charles plate would say, you just keep playing that motherfucker over. Yeah. No, no. I have, trust me. I have, I have yeah. but it's not as well synced. Just like how yeah. um, Alice in Wonderland and the wall sort of sync up together, but there's something about the first, you know, the, the album dark side of the moon with wizard of Oz, the first, whatever, 40 minutes, it's synced like perfectly, like every sound, and it's so uh, so trippy. Yeah, what's his what's his website again? Sync movie, sync book, syncbook yeah. yeah. He's got some. Cr- he just like uh, he's got made like this art out of taking music and syncing it up to movies, and he just he's oh, found cool. some real gems. Do you guys think that Pink Floyd did it deliberately, or do you believe them when they say that they didn't? I don't think they did. Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth because it is synced so perfectly. It'd be pretty hard to write a whole album around a movie, sync it perfectly. I saw 
Alan Parsons being interviewed about that. And the guy, the interviewer actually asked him like, so uh, have you heard about this uh, wizard of Oz of the dark side of the moon? And he's like, yeah, there's nothing to that. <laughs> but it's I, I so I mean. perfect though. Like when they, when she opens the door to Oz and everything is technicolor, the song money starts and it goes ching as soon as she opens the door the album ends with her listening to the tin man's chest and you hear the the thump the thump the thump of the heart like it's it's amazing well like david says they would never tell you if it was synced up yeah he would never say oh yeah well we did that on purpose or whatever you know but I was thinking, I mean, we just had David on our other on our show and and I was thinking when I was watching all his his art, not all of it, a couple a couple episodes that he had done, I thought about especially with something like Wizard of Oz and and Pink Floyd, like what if that is in the collective uh consciousness, you know, in the Akashic Records or whatever and it's been watched by so many people and it's so the rhythm and the it's all in there and if somebody creates something like the dark side of the moon as a concept album, maybe they pull in all this, they kind of download all this. Yeah. I could see that subtle information. I I think that's possible. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's so many people we talk to that down, you know, they get these, these downloads and these uh, channelings kind of, I mean, it could just, you ever, you ever talk to Thomas Sheridan? He's an Irish guy. No, I don't think so. He's, he's an interesting guy. He, he gave a, a presentation at a conference that I was a performer at a few years ago and it was all about synchro mysticism and it's exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about and it was an excellent presentation we want to do a we might do like a a, a conference about that or like a little ca- contact at the camera. it's trippy and it really helps to it helps to make sense of um predictive programming or what we think is predictive programming it's basically like the fabric of reality and when things things ripple through time in all directions and uh it's it it's it, it helps to explain like some of the you know weird synchronicity we see yeah some of the like, crazy like crazy a monkey ones pox, like, like a monkey pox patent that was made that Darren was talking <laughs> I don't about think that's synchronicism <laughs> necessarily <laughs> Definitely not synchro. We haven't talked about that since we recorded. I, I think that would be a good uh, thing to talk about. Yeah, for sure. Because that was really interesting. It was right before we started recording, but I want to I want to hear it again. Well, yeah, someone me, sent yeah, it to me today, and I, I like I said at first, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, this is." Uh, it was it in our chats, well. actually. You, you it was can't... in our chats. I was like, "This can't be real," because I mean, here's the thing: there's a lot of fake shit out there, all over the place, coming from all sides, even from people I know. Uh, send you some stuff that might not pan out if you really check it out. Maybe not Graham, not talking about Graham here. Um, he's pretty good most of the time. Uh, but anyway, so but then five minutes later, the link pops up to this patent. So the patent is for recumbent pox virus based vaccine. Against SARS-CoV-2. Uh, now I'm on the patents.google page. US 202102601828A1. United States. Abstract. The invention relates in various aspects to a recumbent pox virus comprising a nucleic acid encoding a SARS-CoV-2 virus protein. Methods for producing such viruses and the use of such viruses. 
The recumbent pox viruses are well-suited, among others, as protective virus vaccines against SARS-CoV-2 virus. Claims. A recumbent pox virus comprising of blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I wanted to see where is the canceled, canceled. Oh, they might be deleting it like as we speak. I was looking to see who, uh, see if I can find who owned the pat, who owns the patent on here somewhere, because I heard later in the day that it could be connected to AstraZeneca. So the inventor is Seth Lederman, Scott Goble. Yeah. So yeah. So they're surprise, saying it could be, they're saying that the pox could be a vac- like be used as a vaccine against COVID. I think the pox is in the COVID vaccine. Oh, you think the pox is in the COVID vaccine? Well, that's so you don't think you think that that's what's responsible for all the shingles at yes. those events and stuff. Uh, those could be the same thing. <laughs> well, you see those memes about that. I think Benny might have even shown some last. Week. I did. I used. I used one of those. I used that exact one the other day. Yeah. Yeah. About this. The yeah, pox just being the shingles from the COVID vax. Yeah, and then you know, then now you see these things that make you really wonder that are coming from official sources. The other thing that was in the chats today too, which kind of fits in with this, is uh, a link to this nti.org, which is strengthening global systems to prevent and respond to high consequence biological threats. So it was that sort of, um, I think it was that tabletop thing, and there's a pa- there's a page out of it. Move one, move two, move three, move four, or and the roundtable scenario. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Um, and the attack is on May fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and it says scenario design summary attack May fifteenth, twenty twenty two, and then June fifth, twenty twenty two is move one monkeypox outbreak, uh, no international warnings or advisories, key issues, international alert and warning systems, benefits and need for early risk assessment. So this is all in this document that's like starting basically in May 2022. I mean, I, I just can't believe they they can put all this stuff out there and still not a lot of people seem to question. I know that's the that's the that's the sorcery. I mean, I I say this often, like the uh, those so gets, who are considered oh conspiracy theorists, we're just relaying information. It's yeah. just like it's like, it's, it's interpreting and relaying. Because these guys like to write all their plans out ex- extensively and have for hundreds of years, like it's all right there. And then we, then we're the ones who say, "Hey, look, this is what's happening." Like, oh no, no, conspiracy, surely not. No, no, no. Look, it's right here. It's literally right here. I'm pointing at where it's written in this book. And they're like, "Ah, that's not like you're 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 muted now, or you're censored now." Do you, do you think they write that for metaphysical reasons, or do you think that, that that's just part of a normal planning process that you would do? I mean, is there is there sorcery to it? You know, I, I think so. I think it's that you know, element of that revelation of the method. I mean, we're always given the choice, and I think things are broadcast to an extent, telegraphed, like offered to us. But also, I, I think it just displays their arrogance. They're really arrogant about it because they know that. They know how they know psychology so well, so they know that some people will see it and some people won't. And that if they convince people who don't see it that the ones who do are crazy, then it doesn't matter what they what they say. They can write it all out, and they do. 
Do you ever wonder, do you ever think they're just purposely trying to wake more people up that there's not enough of us awake and they know that, that they want more of us awake so that, <laughs> no, so, that they like can, that. so that they can fight back a bit? Like, I wonder, I go, how can they be so obvious at this stuff? They're trying to I wake know. More people up because there's not enough of us fighting back. Because I, th- I feel like in some ways they want to fight back so then they can do their full clampdown. I think we just went into another, they like accelerated their plan. And so they're, they're just like going for it now. And if you, because if you didn't, I mean, we, a lot of us have been seeing this for a really long time and got to a point where if you're not seeing it at all, like it doesn't really, like you're hanging fruit, like doesn't, you're going to believe anything. Um, and they like double down on that. So I don't know. I don't know. Darren, what were you going to say there? Oh, so the patent is owned by Tonics Pharmaceuticals and its shareholders. Its largest shareholders include BlackRock Inc., Renaissance Technologies, and the Vanguard Group. <laughs> wow. See? That's unbelievable. Uh, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. You're just reading off the You're just reading something. You're just reading, I'm just reading something from, from Google. From Google and from the, the Tonics Pharmaceuticals website. So, yeah. See, what if what if uh, what if the news read that patent out loud on a broadcast? Like, there it, it would it exists, but it would never be. It's never going to be heard by anybody. It's just, but it's there. It's such like a it. weird time. Like it's, it's it's really just one thing after another. You keep just shaking your head, going, "Oh my god!" Like Ukraine and the Will Smith slap, and yeah, I mean, you've been through all these because they're all meme phases, you know. And mm-hmm. then there's the then what was after that? There was the uh, you know Twitter, Elon and Twitter, and uh, Elon Twitter uh, announced know, the monkey mean, pox. Monkey pox. I mean, you're just like what the economy, the gas prices, like, yeah. <laughs> the war the I forgot the about food, the Will the food Smith factories slap. burning down. I mean it, it's like oh what did I Yeah, I know. It's just nonstop. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I have no idea what's gonna happen. I kinda I do think that there this is all gonna be everything's gonna be okay in the long run. I don't really have much doubt about long term success, but the immediate stuff I have to like be wary of and mindful of. But I, I've, I've de- I definitely I've stopped trying to fight all of it as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm much more. I'm just. I'm trying to ride the wave now, and I'm. I really like to just connect with people who are already seeing things or starting to, or at least people who are open to talking and hearing opinions. Um, I'm not trying to wake anybody up anymore. That's no longer my goal. No, no. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you can't. You can't. I used to. Yeah. Man, in my 20s, I was like, I'm. I can be the one. Change the world, yeah. but uh, um, there was even stupider. Even Tom Woods, I, I I'm on his email list, and he's got a he's got an email that just came out today. I thought it was interesting to read about about kind of fits with the show tonight. They're doing it on purpose, is the title of his email, and he says, you know, and I'll say this: the world makes much more sense if we go ahead and assume that they hate us and wish to make us miserable. Because he's talking about the elite and all this stuff yep. that we're talking about here. Well says. The plant-based sludge they want us to eat, the attack on the inexpensive energy, the weird ideas they want in our children's head without our knowledge, these and many other wicked things they're up to are all elite projects and taken together amount to a silent declaration of war on us. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the way I'm thinking of it recently, too. Yeah, exactly. This is is sort of World War III. and it's, It's a war on logic. And they're destroying 
any shreds of you know critical thinking the average person had left is now just like fried. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not convinced the average person ever had any critical thinking. <laughs> Fair enough. But at least when the goodness in their heart leaned towards more um, logical ideas rather than absolute nonsense. People are believing nonsense, absolute well, nonsense. And, as and it's truth. not just that they're believing it, but they're using that as a... a um, a reason to oppress or, or yeah. hate. I mean, that's yep. the, that's the, seems to be the difference right now. It's like, there's a bit real schism between people that really just want to be left alone and want some freedom and other people that just don't want that. They want whatever exactly. for the greater good and to, and to oppress people. Yep. There's no more oppressed group right now than the anti-vaxxers. Yeah. No more vilified or humiliated or insulted, ridiculed group. And we knew that was coming. I mean, we saw it coming from a mile away. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like, we're like, okay, then they're going to blame the anti-vaxxers, you know? Yep. Yeah. Didn't they say they're blaming the gays for the monkeypox, though? At least for uh, uh, Yes. At least they for are. now. That's true. At least for now, until that's because too many of us didn't take the monkeypox vaccine. Yeah. And unfortunately, the, the gays are very targeted in that way, and they'll, they'll be the first ones in line for the monkeypox vaccine. Monkeypox vaccine. Yeah. Mm. Isn't it the same as a smallpox vaccine? Well, they say it's good. It's 95% effective. Oh, that's a, that's great. No, there is a, there is a percentage. There is, I've seen some headlines that say, oh yeah, they say that the smallpox will do pretty much good for the monkeypox. So they're going to utilize all those old. Yikes. All that, that old inventory. Oof. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah. More smallpox? I mean, really? And they'll call the side effects from that one another disease they'll have to get a vaccine for. <laughs> Just perpetual. Yeah. So Clientele, speak- man. I wonder speaking when it's of- zombies. I feel like it already is. Yeah, I see some zombies sometimes. It's, we're, there's a lot, oh, yeah, a lot of places you go and it does feel like zombie land. What did I see recently about somebody showing, oh, fuck. It was a post about um, morticians um, and the blood, the blood all coagulated in these lines and they're pulling it out of it and they can't, they can't drain the blood from people anymore. And I, this what? is all, like, this is not, not fact checked, not verified. This is just a post I saw that seemed real. Um, <laughs> just putting that out there now, but no, they're saying they can't drain the blood properly and all. And then they, they pull them out and then these, the blood is actually like moving, like it's alive in there. What? Yeah, so that that was what made me think of the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> seemed wow. real, yeah, seemed real. <laughs> I can see it real. for sure. Real. Yeah. Someone else wow. sent me something about reanimated corpses the other day, and I'm like, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, I got is, plenty is- of fucking shotgun ammo. I'm ready for zombie apocalypse. I almost with some days wish for it. <laughs> I wish YouTube was was what it used to be, where I could like, where you could say that, and I'd be like, "Oh shit!" And I could go online and just type in like "mortician coagulated blood, COVID," and see what happens. And I can't do that anymore. You kind of can. I can't just satisfy my conspiratorial urges like I used to. Right, I know that used to. Hmm. What happens if we type that into the Google? What do you want to type? Google, I doubt will show type you any mortician truth. coagulated 
or a string of blood or something. You probably find it on something like uh, I don't know, bit shoot or something. Yeah, exactly. Regulated blood. COVID <laughs> vaccine. Well, or just I mean, COVID. Yes, if you want to, I'll put just you know, COVID. Well, because it's so clotted, right? It's just like all gunked up. There's no. Oh boy. <laughs> is it? Is it like Snopes or something? Lit a fat. Lit a fact. Oh, there it is. Snopes too. There's no evidence for posts about funeral directors seeing deaths among vaccinated people. But what's cool about so sometimes though they'll they'll link you to the article where the information came from, and that's where you can like really go. You can they do you a favor of giving you access to where to what they're denying. Yeah, and then Ooh. in two seconds you've already debunked the fact check. I mean, it doesn't take yeah. long. Well, this yeah. article from um, July 10th, 2020, autopsies indicate blood clots are lethal in COVID-19. So that doesn't say that the blood reanimates. So this is new. You heard it here first. All right. Fair enough. What are you so, searching? So I'm searching coagulated blood reanimating in funeral homes. Oh, boy. But no, I don't. I don't. I really hope it's not real. That's yeah. so terrifying. Yeah. There's certain things that when I hear them, I'm like, I'm just going to let that one go. Cause I, it's just the magnitude of some of the stuff you hear is. And if you're co creating this shit, you don't want to, you know, lend any fuel to that good point. player. That's a good point. Yeah. And again, that's, that's one of the, that's one of like the stressful things, but also one of the benefits of being a parent is I don't have as much time to, again to, to investigate or to think about all the horrors, <laughs> all the things I used to concern myself with. Slow zone. I went numb. I went numb after COVID hit. All the everything changed. Over half the deaths seen by this funeral director were likely caused by the COVID vaccines. He is not alone in seeing this. All Whoa. his other embalmer friends see it too. All of them. The only possible explanation that. The jobs are killing massive numbers of previously healthy people. 15 embalmers are all seeing odd fatal clotting in people that first started in 2021. As many as 65% of the cases are affected. Wow. So that's not talking about the thing I mentioned. This is the original when, the, when those directors came forward from Australia, I think, and somewhere else. They're saying that uh, they have these strange clots. Yeah. No reanimation, though. No, no reanimation. No. Darn. Or good, I guess. That's a good thing. I mean, yeah, I'm okay with zombies if they're the slow ones. The traditional zombies. I don't want the like I am legend zombies. Oh, I know. That'll when they can run up. and jump and yeah, climb I mean, down. Yeah. How do we, yeah, I exactly. want the slow zombies that are like making them. Yeah, I can always hear to... them coming. They're not jumping Although, out of me. Zombieland's an interesting movie. You know how Brad Pitt saves the day in the end? Red he goes to Israel Zombieland? and develops a vaccine. <laughs> no, no. Zombieland is where... Oh, no. I'm talking about sorry, World War Z. World War Z. Yes. Zombieland is a much better movie. With, I agree. I, I agree. With, I agree. I forget. But that's the solution in World War Z is a, uh, a vax. In Zombieland, they make them all jump off the roof of the building. But I think yeah. only like six people end up alive in the end. Which looks fun, too. Looks kind of fun. <laughs> For a while. So, okay. Betty, we were talking about, um, you know, talking to people, waking them up and all that kind of stuff. But you have your course. What is your, mm. your course about for communicating to people? Uh, well, 
it's a course to help people navigate their way through conversations. I, and I created it directly as a result of what I was seeing from COVID. Because oh, wow. so, I feel like now more than ever, at least in my life, the division is greater than ever. I mean, it's just, and that's on purpose, right? Divide and conquer. Yeah, the yeah. polarization. Um, people aren't able to talk to each other without getting, without arguments or the, whatever, the relationship ending. And it's so hard to communicate an, a differing opinion. So I, since I've been down this road for so long, I thought I could help people um, do better and not lose the relationships or handle themselves in a way that won't make them seem crazy in conversations and plant seeds that might help other people to think more. And uh, yeah, it's been going really, really well. I've been doing it for a year and a half now and it's, uh, it's successful. So what are some of the key kind of key attributes of the course? Like you would may ask questions instead of trying to give facts, that kind of stuff. Like, well, yeah. So the course is called Parhesia yeah. and it's a 10 week course. So it's, it's all encompassing. It's all things communication in my mind. And because I was a performer for 20 years, I understand um, how to communicate to an audience and how to communicate uh, as a, you know, a person on stage. So the course goes from the outside in and I start with how to kind of conquer your fear of stage fright. Cause that is still people's number one fear is talking in front of a crowd and not only how to conquer that, but how to also be interesting while doing so to be someone that is memorable, how to have charisma and then keep whittling it down. So how to talk to, let's say a thousand people and then how to talk to a few people, how to talk to strangers, how to talk to people you encounter you know, day to day, how to, how to talk to friends, family. And then from there go into how to express yourself, how to communicate through creativity, because I think creativity is significant. And I'm, I know firsthand that you can make, you can really influence someone and get them to think through a creative project more than you could through conversation. So, uh, that's, that's the essence of the course. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really happy with the way it turned out. It's really, it's uh, symbiotic because I get a lot out of it too. But it's, yeah, the results are really great. And people are able to finally have those conversations with their parents or with their kids or with their spouses or whoever and not have it turn into a fight or something else. It's, uh, I am, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm helping people. Do you plan to make any more courses? Uh, maybe the meme, the meme creation workshop, but no, this is, this is it for me right now. It's all I have time for with my schedule. Uh, but it's great. I can work from home and I'm finally, I finally figured out how to make money by helping people. And that's a really good feeling. Totally. Yeah, that's great. And is it part of Richard Grove's autonomy now too, or how do you, how do how are you connected with that? Well, Rich and I have been friends for a long time and he thought I would be good at doing something like this. So he actually really, yeah, he was like a mentor to me and helping me create it and get it off the ground. So it's, I guess we're allies in this. Um, but he definitely was significant in helping me figure out how to do it. Do you, do you, um, is there any kind of, uh, 
I thought you mentioned something about um, getting something out of autonomy if you sign up for your course. Oh, oh, yeah, on my right. So they actually invited me to be part of like a. I guess they're calling it an agora marketplace, right, where other people right, have right. created courses that are liberty-minded. Um, and when you buy my course, you get access to all these other ones yeah. for 30 days. Right. That's yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's super cool. So you get a, You get a, a taste of something like six other online courses, which are all, which all sound great, including one on the trivium method. And of course, Richard's autonomy, um, and community building and yeah, really, really cool stuff. So do you, is that something that people would go through with you? Like once, um, like you're doing, I think what season four coming up or something like that. Yeah. Season, season four. four. So, and then it's a 10 week thing where everybody's all together with you uh, doing that. So, yes. so you, you sign up, it's not like you sign up and do it on your own time. You're just following your scheduled 10 week thing, right? Yes. I mean, you can sign up at a level where you get all the presentations to watch it at your leisure and yeah. not participate in the workshops. If you really are in the class, you get presentations and uh, a weekly workshop where we do exercises and uh, some other fun stuff. And then, uh, yeah, and there's there's a third tier that's one on one. We get one on one time with me where I help you with really whatever you need, and that's I can only do about four of those a season. Um, but it's also turned into an, a, a graduate. There's a graduate program now too, which I never anticipated. But people from the second season didn't want it to end, so I created an ongoing workshop for them, and, we, and we're still doing it. So it ended last October, and I'm still doing an ongoing workshop with several people. And it's been, wow. Yeah. Seven months, which is cool. That's fantastic, man. Good for yeah. you. That's great. So, so the next one's in July, right? Yes. July. Okay. Where can people, people find out more about that? Uh, they go to bennywills.com. It'll guide you there. They go to my uh, YouTube channel. Um, you can sign up for my, if you sign up for my newsletter, you get all the memes from every episode of the show in your inbox every week. And then, in addition, you'll get some updates from me along the way about the course and, you know, some general life stuff. Um, but yeah, pennywills.com is the most efficient, easy, or youtube.com slash pennywills. I can't believe you're still on YouTube. Well, me either. And Joy Camp is still there, even though they've been, we've had several videos flagged and stuff. Um, I think there's something about parody and, uh, just comedy in general and satire that has protected both joy camp and myself. Cause I, every single time in the past couple of years, when I've gotten a notification saying that a video has been taken down, I respond and I say, Oh no, this is a parody. I'm commenting on both sides of this argument and making, making fun of it. And every single time they've come back and said, Oh, our mistake, the video is back online why every single time. Tr- why don't we try that Derek? Every time I try all I get is one option. Do you want to appeal this strike? Yes, no. I hit yes. Bing comes back a day later. You're wrong, <laughs> motherfucker. Strike two. But now we're back down to one strike again. So we've successfully managed to go up to two strikes three times now. And we're down to one right now. That happened with Joy Camp a couple of times. We did get two strikes and we had to cool it for a bit. But and we didn't. We never got the videos. We got strikes for back. 
Now, but that was a long time ago. That was probably six years ago. Um, and they got us with copyright, which was a, we can't we couldn't argue satire for the copyright. Um, it just is what it is. But I've been we learned from that. And I've never had a video since get taken down. Yeah, well, 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 we'll see. We just cross our fingers. I, I, my first, my meme show got flagged for the first time out of ninety some episodes. Now, it got flagged a few weeks ago, and they said I was it, I was guilty of medical misinformation. Yeah, but I used the same tactic. I wrote back and said, "No, no, this is comedy. I'm, it's I'm making fun of the situation and not not expressing an opinion." And they put it back online. I should. I'll try that next time. I'll say. We're just parody of st- we're just a walk in parody. I think you may as well because I I suspect that it might not be a person at all who's even responding to me. It's probably not. It might just be a robot. The way that the way they write back with like exclamation points, like "Oh, our mistake." Whoopsie! It's like did a person write this? <laughs> Whoopsie! Whoopsie! It's like when they kick me you know? off Twitter. A per- an actual person never messages me. It's like weirdly I- apologetic. Sons of bitches. Sometimes we make mistakes. Like that's what it says. Like, uh, okay, thanks. Twitter doesn't say that. It says uh, next time's the last time. But that <laughs> hasn't never, come true. I'm yet so yet. bad at Twitter. It's okay. I like it there. It's my favorite. I'm really bad at social media in general. I'm that's not okay a huge fan, but of all of them, I do like Twitter the best. Except when I'm suspended, then I go hang out on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook, I spend very little time on these days, but I've, just, and I've been on it since it was a college website. I've been on it for a long time. It's just weird name. how it just shows how how just how in control they're trying to be with everything, especially with this Twitter fiasco with Elon. Now it's really just showing the like it's kind of opening up the the veil and just showing you behind the curtains, like hey, this is what it's really like. You've known this all along, but now it's becoming mainstream knowledge that. It's fucking completely controlled, biased, bots, all of it. I mean, it's yeah, so weird, man. It's so weird that we're in this time where, like, the the people that are trying to run the show, the deep state has this 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 influence through all these tech companies now. It's so weird that we're that we've allowed this to get this far. I can't. Yeah, not well, not surprising. And the internet's pretty awesome. So we were distracted by how awesome the internet is in other ways. Yeah, and, and, then, and, it, and it might still be a, you know a, a awesome enough to get around it somehow, but yeah, I'm out. I'm just opting out of like participating too much in all this. I'm like, I am feeling myself energetically retreat from all the bullshit. Just, yeah, just like the daily happenings and the and the posting. Just I don't care yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah good. Take that's probably to my own detriment so I, I don't build my audience up as steadily as i would like but uh, i just i'm just i just can't do it in today's yeah. atmosphere you're just as liable to lose a couple you know it's like I'm, if i just like i i can't there's no way everybody that's following me is on the same side of every issue so you know every time i spout off about something you're pissing someone off which is the way it should be but uh, mm-hmm. people can't handle that shit anymore we were the last generation of people. Well, I, I encourage people on my course to not communicate online as like a ground rule. Like if you're going to try to communicate with people, make points and argue and bring up facts, don't do it online because it's impersonal. It, I, I call it the mask before the mask because the mask has dehumanized us. 
we relate to each other through our faces. When you cover the face, where there's no empathy, it's just bodies in motion. And online, you're hiding behind the keyboard. You're, there's no emotion. There's no inflection. You can't see how what you're saying is landing on the other person. It's all in, in, in conversation. It's all what you feel. So when you take that away, no wonder people are having blow up arguments because they're not actually experiencing each other. So I tell people, please, like if you're going to write that nasty that email, don't send it. <laughs> Make keep it a draft. Go to sleep. Wake up the next morning and see if it's something you still want to say. And if you're going to go, same thing with posting something. Like you want to post your opinion online. Like maybe type it out and go to bed and see if you still feel as strongly the next day. Um, yeah, I think social media is really like detrimental to our communication. That's a good point. I mean, even the best of times with people you know when you're texting back and forth, it can be misconstrued from you know what you're saying can totally. be taken out of context. So. And that's at the best of times. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck them snowflakes. Just kidding. Just kidding. That's a bad attitude. Uh, well, people try to like make points by posting articles and stuff, but no one, th- this is a weird time because like we were talking about earlier, this is nonsense land. So you, your facts don't matter. Your logical reasoning does not matter. So you're, you're already, you got a uphill climb. If you're going to have the conversation, you got to find a new way to approach it and you have to, well, you should do it in person and not through the computer. We are in la la land. I mean, it didn't take long after men getting pregnant for us to run out of baby formula though. Quicker than I thought. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) It happened quicker than I thought. Maybe that wasn't such a good idea. Maybe we should switch it back. It's too late. (laughs) I didn't say that out loud. Don't cancel me. Thank you, Benny Wills, for coming on the show. Can you give us that website one more time? Yeah, BennyWills.com or just go to YouTube.com slash Benny Wills. But yeah, my pleasure, guys. This was fun. Hopefully some of our listeners can go and check out the course. I know, judging by the chats, that there's some people in there that could use some better communication skills. <laughs> so. Definitely check out the meme show on Mondays. It's it is fun for the whole fun for fun for everybody. I was gonna say fun for the whole family, but I don't know if that's true. It was fun for you by watching the meme show every Monday. Check out our Instagram account for my uh, Mister Rogers meme flipping the birds <laughs> for sure, and maybe you can use it on the show. I'll definitely I'll definitely consider it. It made me laugh, so that's I'll, I'll probably use it. All right, Benny, we'll let you get back to your uh, young kids, and we hope things keep going well for you there. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. See you. All right. See ya. Hey. That's you. That's you. And that was a chat with Benny Wills. What do you think, buddy? I I was seizing coughing through the thing, and now you're doing it at the end. No, I thought it was great. Benny's a great guy. I thought I could hold it off to the end, but it just snuck out. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I was... uh, I was going to look for some of my favorite memes online and what we were talking about. I thought I better not, but yeah, it was fun. fun. Check out his show. Always fun to chat with Benny. I think this is a third yeah. time actually. Yeah. It's our third time. Yeah. It was twice uh, again, twice, not too long apart. 383 and 310. 310 was our first one, October, 2018. And then October, 2019. When I went to the first Scablands event in 2021, I almost bumped into him actually. That's right. On yeah. my way back. But uh, I was too tired. There was a music event. I was quite tempted 
because um, we still weren't allowed to have restaurants open and stuff in Canada. And they were having a music festival outside in Idaho, so I was quite tempted. But after a week of hobnobbing around the uh, Scablands, Scablands, I was also quite tired. So I opted to come home instead. Big thanks to Benny for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks for your supporter. Please, guys, head over to grandamerica.ca slash support. Sign up for a monthly today. Maybe make a one-time donation. Head over to contact at thecabin.com. Get in on a tour. Those Scabland tours in the fall are starting to fill up fast. Head over to contact at thecabin.com. Get on the Randall Carlson tour in the fall. Egypt, I mean, Egypt is no longer a possibility for you, unfortunately. If you're not on the waiting list already, it's not looking good. At last heard, it was about 45 people on the waiting list over and above all the deposits that have been paid. Uh, but well, I mean, that just means we'll probably end up doing it again. So let us know. Head over to contact at the cabin.com. We do have the new Canadian events on there, Aventa singular. And we started the waiting list for the Eclipse event. And we have the canyons and all sorts of great trips coming up over the next couple of years. Head over there now, sign up for one, maybe make a deposit. Adultbrain.ca for the audiobooks, America.ca slash chats for the chats, spam grab. Anything else, big guy? That's about it. That's about it. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. I sat on the wall. I could see it all. Trickery was afoot. And evil was at its root. The people were scattered plots. Not many could connect the dots Some people stood tall In spite of their righteous voices made small Put down your phone Your souls turn to stone the rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism, created this prison. I'm shocked and appalled at the technocracy's gone. Pulling strings of marionettes, setting traps in cybernets. Infinite scroll as addictive as cigarettes. Cat videos for freedom of the press People that stand tall In spite of our righteous voices made small Put down your phone Your souls turn to stone the rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism, created this prison. Double click on install. Rome's about to fall. This hard drive is corrupted, and our minds have been abducted by a silicon dream so seductive. When yelling at bots becomes unproductive People, we need to stand tall
spite of our righteous voices made small. Put down your phone, your souls turn to stone. The rhythm of the algorithm has driven a schism, created this prison. This prison.